Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our first edition of the Pulse of Scotts Valley. I am going to be your host every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to, you know, I, I got to tell you, people ask me, I'll say, why would why would you do a show like this? Why not do a show like this? There's so much that happens in our little town, a lot more than people think. I mean, we're like 12,000 and some odd people strong, depending on if we got a festival or something going on that particular weekend. But even in a little town, and even in a little city like Scotts Valley, there's a lot happening. And so we decided to do a program where we could just kind of share with you all the latest events, things that are going on. Again, events calendar uh, is on our website. I don't know if you had an opportunity to look at it, but go to myscottsvalley.com and click on events. There's all kinds of things going on on a weekly and almost on a daily basis. That events calendar is actually filled up pretty much. So if you want to know what's happening in town, you should be checking out it. And if you have an event that... Uh, you would like the people to know of Scotts Valley and surrounding areas posted on the free events calendar. I got to tell you, I'm super excited to have uh, one of my favorite people without a doubt. And a lot of people's uh, uh, favorite uh, John P. Weiss. How you doing, John? I'm doing great, Robert. How you doing? You know what? I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm going to, we're going to have a lot of fun with this program. And you know what? More than anything, John, uh, we had like we had Barry Bonds, we had uh, LeBron James, all these people. They're like, you know, can we be the first guests on the program? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I think even the Pope called and sent me a text message. I said, I think I'm going to have John Weiss as our very first guest ever. What you think, buddy? <laughs> so I think probably uh, uh, my wife and maybe your wife will watch it. <laughs> you know i'm just happy i'm happy to talk to you buddy i mean you know it's like you're one of those guys where i think that the moment you and i met years ago maybe eight years ago we became instant friends you know yeah. and uh we there was an instant bond there and i just think you're a pretty awesome guy and uh, i admire you uh, for so many reasons you know you're police chief of scotts valley for what 10 years is that correct and yeah. uh, and, and then uh, you know there's so much more to you than just being the police chief, and we're going to talk about that. I'm, and you know, I'm looking forward to hearing some stuff. But first of all, I was looking at the video of your retirement video that you had and that you did. Um, if you recall, when you when you retired, and one of the things that you said on that video, probably like three or four times, because I noticed those things, and I noticed that you said, "Hey, I'm staying in Scotts Valley. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to run into people at the Scotts Valley Market, and I'm going to be, you know, uh, seeing everybody." Right. What, what happened? Right, I know, I'm, I'm laughing to myself thinking here, you're talking about the pulse of Scotts Valley and I have the honor of being your first guest and you're gonna talk about all things Scotts Valley, except for that trader, John Weiss, who flew out of town, right? So, well, you know, it's true. I, I really didn't have any plans to leave Scotts Valley. Scotts Valley, as you know, is a special place. Um, sure. It'll always be a special place for me. Heck, I spent nearly, nearly 30 years working there in the police department. Um, it was sort of a, a confluence of, of things that caused us to, to relocate. Um, the first was my son wanted to go to school at UNLV here mm -hmm. in Nevada uh, to get his computer science degree. Um, so that was one of the, one of the things that uh, he wanted to go to school there. And we thought, well, we don't want him to be far away from him. Um, also, you know, my wife, Nicole, had spent her entire life in Scotts Valley, loved the community, but she was kind of ready for change too. I think a, a new experience, maybe some new surroundings, we weren't sure that was going to be travel or whatnot. Then also during the time, my mother, who was an advanced Parkinson's patient, was getting to the point where she was going to need more advanced care than we could get um, in town. Uh, that didn't mean we couldn't look outside of Scotts Valley for that. But so for a variety of reasons, we, we had visited friends in the Henderson, Las Vegas area before. 
Um, we were familiar with the area. We had friends who were retired who had moved there. Um, and so for us, uh, being close to my son, uh, we found a fantastic facility that was quite affordable uh, for my mother. Um, and it, the Henderson area for us also offered many of the things that we would enjoy doing as far as great dining and entertainment and things like that. So uh, we made the jump. Um, it wasn't easy. Uh, I love Scotts Valley. Fortunately, my family, my wife's family is there. So we still come mm -hmm. back regularly. We have friends there, uh, right? Seven, eight hours drive or a 45 minute flight. So it's, it's not mm -hmm. too bad. Okay. Gotcha. Well, we sure miss you, John. You were, nice. you, were you were, you were the, uh, uh, chief of police of Scotts Valley for 10 years. Like we said earlier, right. you were on the force for what, like 18 years. Is, is that right? No, 26, 26 years. I'm sorry. 26 years yeah. on the police force and 10 years, last 10 years as a, as the chief of police, what do you miss most about being the, the chief of police in Scotts Valley? <laughs> you know, it always sounds like a cliche, but the honest answer still is the people. I mean, my wow. colleagues that I work with in the police department um, and also the people I interacted with in the community um, are what I miss most. I mean, the job had its had its uh, rewards and it had its frustrations like any um, leadership position does. But um, it was the people. I mean, I remember just the little things going to coffee with the guys in the morning, you know, and talking about the day and, and joking with Serena, my my um, um, executive assistant and just. Uh, interacting with the council members and, and dealing with the challenges as they came up in the city. I, I still joke with uh, Chief Wapple, my successor, about how, gosh, I retired and everything seemed fine. And all of a sudden Armageddon hit Scotts Valley. There were fires, there were yeah. power outages there. You know, there were all of these challenges that happened not long after I left. Yeah. So. A lot of people attributed that to you no longer being here. They were giving, <laughs> Wapple, <laughs> they were giving Wapple a hard time. They said, you see? <laughs> Yeah, he's done a fine job. He's done a fine job. He's done a great job. Yeah, he's a great chief. Um, really love uh, working with him in the community, and uh, you know he he's he's really into this community, like like you were when you were living here. And uh, I mean, what's it like being a, a, a chief of police in the city that you live in? Do you have to kind of be on your on your toes a little bit more when you're out there in the public or at the store, or you know, is it a little different being a police chief where you live? Sure. I mean, one of the things that's a reality is that if you're in a position like that, you're somewhat of a public figure. People see you on the news when there's events and city council meetings and around town. And I was, again, I, I have been there since 1989, so 26 years. So I had a whole career, my son growing up in Scotts Valley. Uh, so I knew everybody, everybody in, from banks to schools. So the plus of that is that you know everybody. So you always have someone you can call if you have a question or a concern or need help with something. The downside is you know everybody, right? So you can't go anywhere without people wanting to um, ask you questions about something that's going on in the community. And, and that comes with the position. So you, know, you accept that and uh, that's fine. Um, but there are times when it was nice to uh, lay low and like have a weekend at home and just kind of take a break from the pressures of the job. But really, Scotts Valley, I, I mean it, it. It's a special place. And being police chief in Scotts Valley really was a privilege. The people in that community are amazing. Um, and they were always supportive of me from the city council on down to, to the officers and see people in the community. And sure, you're always going to have people now and again that are unhappy with you or, or something. You, you're never going to please everybody. But uh, True. overall... Great communities, you know, as you well know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I would say that um, you nailed it. I mean, it's such a tight knit community here in Scotts Valley. You know, we kind of like, I mean, we, we love our law enforcement. Um, yeah. You know, the law enforcement has had its challenges throughout the past couple of years. We know that. Sure. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, it's, 
it's one of those things where, you know, I think we have a great relationship and bond with our law enforcement and law enforcement has a great bond with, with our community. One of the things I always talk about, you know, uh, is that how important it is for law enforcement to stay in touch with the community. Like, you know, and they continue that. I'm sure it happened before you and it happened during you while you were here and happened after you were here, you know, from being at the kids' uh, first day of school and just patrolling that to various different things, the D.A.R.E. program, which, you know, some people say, well, if you look at, at the statistics, the D.A.R.E. program is not a program that's very effective. I say baloney because my daughters, and one of them, um, went to the D.A.R.E. program, and I think the other one's about to go to the D.A.R.E. program. And I could tell you that there have been situations where we're watching TV and we're watching a movie, and then all of a sudden it shows uh, uh, somebody, um, you know, in the movie scene, somebody's doing drugs, and my wife, will, my daughter will talk to me about it. And she's like, you know, Officer Roberts, you know, Meredith Roberts uh, um, told us about this, and I'll pause the movie, and I'll say, like, well, what did, what did Officer Roberts tell you? And she'd be like, well... You know, Officer Roberts told us about the dangers of drugs and the dangers of, you know, and also making the right decisions, et cetera. So anyone who says that programs like the D.A.R.E. program are not effective or out of touch with the kids of today because those programs are super effective. And, and you know, John, all you got to do is, you know, save a couple kids uh, throughout the course of those five years or whatever. It makes it all worth it. You know what I'm saying? And so sure. things like that, I, I'm happy to see that they continue forward. Yeah, thanks for that, Robert. Um, it's true. Dare has had its challenges. I remember I was the first Dare officer in Scotts Valley, Chief Wapple, who uh, I can thank for hiring me back in the day. Um, great man. Um, but uh, I remember being the first Dare officer in the early years of Dare, and I remember going to some of the Dare follow-up trainings and some of the conferences where some social scientists were already starting to poke holes in the efficacy of Dare long term, whether or not it really. Uh, kept kids away from drugs, which is uh, any program that's a tall order. Um, I think the value of DARE and the reason that we've kept it going all these years, despite some of the criticisms, is that this is a program that allows police officers to interact with children. And I think in today's day and age where uh, there's a lot of strain around law enforcement as we try to improve law enforcement, which, by the way, we should always try to do, and there's always room for improvement. I think a lot of the things that have happened over the last couple of years um, can help make law enforcement stronger. Um, but I think having rapport with kids is huge. I remember well, uh, part of the D.A.R.E. program was not only teaching kids in the classroom how to avoid drugs and, and abuse of alcohol and cigarettes and things like that, but also that the program, the curriculum required me to interact with the kids on the playground during their recess breaks. And I was out there, you know, playing, playing tetherball and throwing the ball around, chasing them around and just having this interaction. And, and years after I was no longer a juvenile detective, I was a lieutenant and even police chief. I had people come up to me that were adults saying, I remember you. You were my dare officer and you were so nice. And, you know, it, it really was a nice rapport. And uh, I think the more we can do to try to give kids tools to avoid making bad decisions, the better. What's the alternative? Not having a program at all, um, or hoping that you know that, that that they'll get the lessons they need to get learned. So you know, uh, is it a perfect program? No. There's always programs that need improvement, but I think that um, it, it gives kids tools and it gives rapport with kids. And in Scotts Valley too, we had a continuity where not only the fifth grade dare students, but we had a juvenile officer in the high school, um, school resource officer. So these kids would then see another officer in the high school. John Holman did it for years and others. And that also kept that continuity of a relationship with the police officer going. And I think that was healthy. Yeah. You know, I had no idea you were the first um, dare officer.
at the Scotts Valley Police Department. Honestly, I had no idea that's something new. Yeah, I was picked for that back when I was a young officer, then a detective, a juvenile yeah. detective, and they sent me to D.A.R.E. school. And it was a pretty long school. I think it was a two-week yeah. school and uh, a long curriculum and uh, a lot of lessons to teach. And I'll tell you what it did. It gave me a, a completely new view of how difficult teaching really is. And I have nothing but respect for our educators in the schools and how hard that job yeah. is. I can only imagine today it's probably even harder where you know people are very divided with politics and all of that. So trying to get through all that and give kids a great education, not an easy thing. So my hat's off to the educators in our communities. So let's talk, gosh, so much, man. I could talk to you about this stuff all day. I really can. You know, in my past life, I was a police officer and I'm still trying to tell <laughs> Steve Walpole if he'll, you know, if he's got an extra badge lying around just so that I can have one and walk around the house and pretend that I'm somewhat important. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, what an, what an amazing career. I think law enforcement's a wonderful career. Very, I respect it so much. And I'm so appreciative okay. for you wonderful officers okay. out there. So let's chat a little bit about, like, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, John, but, you know, kind of towards before you're going to retire, maybe like two or three years, maybe four years before you're going to retire, a couple of times you and I had coffee and we chatted and you were like super interested in social media. You're like, Robert, just tell me a little bit about social media. And you kind of shared with me a little bit, uh, you know, not a lot, but you shared with me a little bit about, you know, when you retire, um, you wanted to follow your dream. You wanted to do something special and something different that you like yeah. your heart was tugging at you and telling you this is this is what my next chapter is. What is that next chapter after retirement from the Scotts Valley Police Department? Who is John P. Weiss today? Well, I transitioned to being a full-time writer and an artist. And really my whole life, from a little boy on through, I've always been drawing and creative. Um, probably drove poor Chief Wapple back in the day crazy because I was drawing cartoons for the newspapers back then. And and people would write le hate letters and call the police department and poor Wapple had to feel some of these calls. <laughs> Who, who's that guy drawing these crazy cartoons? <laughs> uh, but, but I kept my hand in it throughout my, my police career, which I fully enjoyed. Uh, I love my police career, but I also enjoyed on the side pursuing my cartoons and my writing and painting and all of that. So I always had a, a passion for that. And I knew that when I retired from law enforcement, I could then segue into becoming a full-time um, artist. The plan originally was to, uh, to be a full-time fine artist in painting because I'd studied landscape painting pretty extensively. But for some reason, the, uh, the writing online sort of took off. And you're right, you know, I, I met with you on a number of occasions because you were far more adept at social media and the technological side of things than I was. In fact, I think you helped me with picking out my first uh, uh, MacBook Pro and, and getting onto Instagram and all this stuff. Uh, um, I knew that that was important and I helped start that in Scott's Live Police. We knew how important having a Facebook page was, how important it was for us to tell our own story. But I also mm -hmm. wanted to do that with my writing and artwork. And it, it really kind of blossomed into this whole thing where then I started writing for another website, uh, medium.com. And, and then uh, I started making money writing. Now they pay me to write articles for them. And it's just been a, a blessing and I've, fully enjoy the creative life now. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that, you know, when, when we would talk um, uh, on those few occasions, I just remember like how excited you were when you would talk about that. Like you yeah. had this, like this light in your eye, like, man, this is what, this is what you, he, John wants to do. And um, I just felt it. And I'm just so, so happy for you that you're pursuing your dream. But you know, what's interesting about that is like, a lot of people pursue their dreams and it's like, I want to pursue my dream. I want to play center fielder for the Los Angeles Dodgers, but I, that's right. never going to happen, you know, right, and right. there's so many different things. 
but you yeah. are amazing at your craft and at your at whatever it is that you do from your cartoons to oh, the thanks, artwork Ryan. that you do your writing you know i i subscribe to you and i you know read some of your blogs and a lot of those blogs sometimes i i, I read a blog and i'm like wait is this is this about me and uh, <laughs> you know because it because they're topics that that kind of hit everyone. It's like when you go to church, you know, when you go to church and, and uh, you're sitting there and the pastor's talking and he's talking about, you know, whatever it is that it is that he's talking about. And you're like, wait, is this sermon about right. me today? You know what I mean? Right. 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 You ever done that before? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes when I read your stuff and I'm like, holy cow. And I'm I tell Monica, I'm like, Monica, did you talk to John Weiss lately? <laughs> it's, you know, are you telling him, you know, but I'm just kidding. But you're, 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 um, your craft is, is amazing. You're, you're great at your craft, John. Well, and you, uh, my daughter, um, Madeline, she goes by Maddie. She doesn't like me to call her Madeline. Mm -hmm. Maddie's a little artist. And, you know, yeah. you share, you were, were super kind enough to share with her some of the things that you did. And, and, and she yeah. remembers, you know. I remember her cool. artwork in your yeah. house. I remember yeah. being in your home and seeing her artwork and how talented she is. Yeah. So tell me about the musician, John Weiss, the musician, because you're a pretty good <laughs> piano player. You're a singer. What's your favorite tune? You know, I think my signature tune that I used to sing and um, play on the piano was Come Sail Away by Styx, okay. lead singer Dennis DeYoung. I, I grew up playing um, classical piano with an old woman named Irma Hinsenberg. I say old, she's passed away now, but she was already in her probably uh, 80s, I think, or early 80s when I was taking piano lessons from her every week. Uh -huh. And um, so I grew up, my parents would take me to the piano lessons and I'd play the piano at home and and then that blossomed into an interest, of course, in rock music, like a lot of young teenage kids. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, I ended up in a rock band in high school and then another one in college. And I was a vocalist and played keyboards. And uh, so that was always a passion of mine. I don't do it as much now um, right. as I did uh, back then. I had, a, I had a baby grand piano in Scotts Valley in our house. And when, when we moved, I ended up donating the piano to Baymont Christian School for their music program. Uh, because um, we just didn't think it would fit with the configuration of our home here. I, I bought, I brought a different piano into this house, which my son then absconded with into our guest house. So I don't play as much as I used to because I'm so busy with the writing and the artwork. I miss it, but um, I'm always running around the house singing in my car and, you know, uh, occasionally I hop on the piano and play a few tunes. But um, I think the key is, you know, it's so important, Robert, to have a passion to, to fall on. Um, I think for your listeners too, you know, one of the things is I loved my career in law enforcement as a police chief and as an officer, um, but it could be stressful. And it was such an important thing to have that, that passion to, to dive into on my weekends, on my days off or vacations, whether it was music or whether it was writing or painting. Uh, and I think, you know, it's so important for people during the working years too, if you're in the middle of your career, let's face it, most of us can't just run off and go find our muse and be a poet or right? I mean, it's hard to make a living doing that unless you're really lucky. So it's, but it's so important to have that as a passion to dive into. And then you can always do it full time when you retire. That's fantastic. Yep. Good words. Good words. So quick question. What is your, what's your typical day like today? Like on a daily basis, what, what is the everyday, the everyday? Uh, routine for you? <laughs> well, I have two dogs that keep me on a tight schedule. So okay. <laughs> um, every morning I, I get up, uh, Nicole and I, and we, we dive into our day. Usually for me, the day is uh, got to have a cup of coffee. Uh, I usually read the paper online and get caught up on what's going on in the news. Um, I don't listen to the cable news much at all because I just find it too, um, you know, divided. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so partisan and there's yeah. just no, there's nothing For in the sure. middle anymore. So it's like I just, I just tune that out and I tend to get my content online. Um, then I, I get the dogs up in the morning and we go for a long walk. 
um, just to get the engines going. Um, I usually come back and sometimes I work out. I have a really nice treadmill in the house and I have a weight set and uh, bench. So I get my workout in. Um, and then I like to read in the later morning. I usually, after I've exercised and whatnot, I dive into some reading and uh, I do a lot of writing after I've done my reading. Um, and then I used to take a break during the lunch hour. Um, I run any errands I have. And in the afternoons, I'm usually doing artwork of some fo focus, uh, either painting, fine art, um, or, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing more reading or writing. And sometimes in the evenings, then I had the dogs for more walks. They, they, they go on walks. So it's not a very exciting picture I may be presenting, but it, it, it keeps me quite happy. And I enjoy this sort of creative life at home. You're living your dream, my friend. Yeah. Um, how's Nicole doing? She's doing great. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. um, this has been a, this was a big year for us, uh, mm -hmm. a very difficult year. She was diagnosed with cancer at the beginning of the year, breast cancer. And we went through an odyssey that unfortunately many, many women have gone through and men who have had cancer. Um, we were very fortunate that um, her cancer, while it was sort of an aggressive kind, was, was caught early enough that Good. she was able to have surgery. Uh, and she now is completely finished with her surgeries, fully recovered. She looks fantastic. She was an amazing patient through the whole process. Uh, I think her being a trach and vent nurse now, um, she does part-time, but also her long career as a, as a nurse and a hospice nurse, she really knows how to navigate the medical system and how to um, get the best treatment. And so she just really was remarkable going through this whole process. So she's doing great now. And um, she still works one day a week right now. Um, she just went back to work. I'm taking care of a gentleman who's in a wheelchair with a trach. Um, and she does an amazing job with him. Um, and she's busy also with her friends and with her hobby. She's a stained glass um, artist. So she has her studio across from mine here in the house. And she does this amazing stained glass um, um, artwork that is, is just fantastic. So she's diving back into that. So we're kind of, you know, two ends of the house being artists now. So it's a lot of fun. So whose studio is bigger, hers or yours? Actually, I think hers might be a little bit bigger. <laughs> <you know>? Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Happy but wife, happy life. Man. <laughs> amen. That's the recipe right there for a good life. Yep. You know? It's like people ask me, who's, whose closet is bigger, yours or Monica's? I'm like, <laughs> do, you, do you even have to ask that question? You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. How's Connor you know, doing? Thanks for asking. Yeah, so my son Connor, he's 23 now. He's doing fantastic. He's, uh -huh. you know, he's going to UNLV, uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, studying computer science. He also is a um, in the Air Force Reserves, yeah. uh, so he's an Air Force Reservist, and he's doing ROTC at, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, at the university. So even though he's already in the reserves, what ROTC offers him is a chance that once he graduates with his computer science degree, he can immediately commission as a second lieutenant in the Air Force and not have to go to officer candidate school or anything like that. So he is eyeing. Um, the Space Force. He doesn't want to be an astronaut, but he wants to do computer work um, uh, for the Space Force. He finds their program fascinating. Um, he's doing fantastic. He's got a wonderful girlfriend here in Nevada, and um, he works hard at school and helping his girlfriend with her business. She's studying the culinary arts. Uh, so um, he's doing great. That's good. That's good. When Nicole just answered, she says, no, it's not. I guess she says that your studio is bigger than hers. <laughs> you know, we love you, Nicole, and we love you, John and Connor. I mean, we just—I mean, we we miss you. Scotts Valley misses you. Oh, um, thank you. It, you know, it just melts my heart in a good way. I'm so happy to hear that. You know, Nicole's doing great, um, and that's awesome. And yeah, you, you know, Connor, you know, just growing up to be an amazing young man—that's that's pretty cool to see that happen. You know, well, that, you know, it—it really, it really is a blessing when you know. I think back on you know all the in Scotts Valley, Connor going to school and all the wonderful teachers that he had and him taking him to uh, 
martial arts and getting where he got his black belt and Taekwondo. Um, and just, you know, all those experiences and then watching him go through that through high school and developing his interest in his friends in town, which by the way, his buddies in Scotts Valley, he's online with them all the time. It's like he didn't even leave Scotts Valley. They put on their headsets, they play video games and interact with one another. Um, and when he goes back up into town, of course he visits with them. So it's great that we're not that far that we can't um, um, see one another. And also fortunately with technology today, you know, you can hop on Zoom or it's just so easy to, to see people and interact with them. Right. Unfortunately, we all learned that from COVID, but uh, um, you know, it's nice that he can still see his friends and interact with them. So it's great to see him doing so great now. That's awesome. So I'm going to ask you this question, John, tell us something about you that most people would never know. Hmm. You know, um, some people might have thought over the years that I was an extrovert in the police department because I was at so many events. I had to give a lot of speeches, um, constantly interact with people. You just you, That's part of the job as a police chief is, is you're out there in the community all the time. And so I'm very comfortable getting up in front of a crowd and, and giving a speech or, or, or interacting with people. But um, what a lot of people may, may not know, and I took tests to confirm this, is that I'm actually an introvert. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people may not have known that is that I actually am the kind of person that get re I get recharged by being alone, by having downtime to read and think and create. And I need that. I need that uh, balance. Uh, there were times when I would go to events and sometimes I'd excuse myself and go into the restroom for you know two minutes just to uh, kind of sit down and breathe and relax for a minute because I had a long day and I was interacting with people and I'd be exhausted and um, it takes energy sometimes out of me to be in a large group and to sort of hold court or to be extroverted. So other people, I would say you're probably more of an extrovert, Robert, where you definitely are, I think you get a lot of energy from being around lots of people. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's my assessment where I'm not, I'm more of an introvert. So I'm kind of the opposite. You know, what's crazy, John is, um, and I would say that in many ways, I'm an introvert also. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I do connect with a lot of people, but a lot of times when I go out and we, my wife and I will go out and do stuff, I just like put my head down. Like I, I just, I just, sometimes I just, um, I'm kind of like you, I just need a little space to just kind of, um, um, you know, just reconnect with myself. Um, right. I go on fishing trips. I go on little mini trips by myself. Yeah. And, uh, because I just need that. I, some, I just need to just kind of connect with myself. Um, okay. and it's kind of like, you know, what's interesting. It's like the contractor who works on everybody's house, but you go to his house and it, it, he or she's got a mess in their house because <laughs> they're so busy working on other people's houses and other things. I think that's very similar to kind of like what you just said. And what I'm, what I'm saying is that a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we're um, extroverts because we have to be, and we have so many people that we got to answer to. Like you have, you had so many people that you had to answer to as a uh, chief of police uh, and all the things you're involved in. And, you know, some of the things that, you know, a few things here and there that I'm involved in um, and, and you have to be up for it. You just have to, because if you're not, then it's not, you know, it's tough, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, buddy, that I, I'm very much similar to you in many ways. Oh, yeah. yeah I, am I didn't because, know that. I, yeah. I figured you were, I figured you were more of an extrovert because you, you, you're always around a lot of people and busy socially, but a lot of people think that's true. It's misread. I mean, don't get me wrong. I Did we lose you, John? No, I, <laughs> I hope I'm, we didn't lose you. I'm still uh, here. But uh looks like we may have either that or he's striking the uh, Zoolander pose right now. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. But uh do we have him back? 
I'm right here. There you go. <laughs> You're striking the Zoolander post for about 20 seconds. and <laughs> But that's interesting. See, I'm glad I asked you that question because I would have never known. And, and you know, you would have never known that about me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You, you don't know until you ask. And don't um, get me wrong. I, I love people. I, and me I too. Enjoy, I enjoy interacting with people. It's not that. It's just I think that um, I'm the kind of person that I, I need to have time to recharge those batteries. Agreed. Agreed. Good. Yeah. Awesome. It's been so awesome to connect with you today, John. And you, uh, I respect the heck out of you. I uh, wow. love you guys. And uh, you guys are just amazing human beings. And we were friends from the beginning that we met, from the first time we met. And we will always be friends. And And I look forward to seeing you sometime in the near future. I know you'll, you know you always have a home in Scotts Valley. And uh, I already told my wife, if we ever driving by Henderson, Nevada, that's what we're going to stop by. And we're going to hang out with you guys. But um, <laughs> I'm excited that you were the first guest. Uh, you know, you mean a lot to the city. And, uh, you know, it's just really neat hearing from you. And I think people people really are going to appreciate, you know, all the words that you say. And, and if people want to read more of your content, uh, give us your website address. Uh, it's johnpweiss.com. Okay. And, Robert, thank you for, for um, having me as your first guest on the Pulse of Scotts Valley and also for all you do for Scotts Valley. I mean, you've just been such an asset to the town and uh, you do so much for the community. People appreciate you. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And I hope to see you. In, in the near future. Okay, John? You bet. I'm going to let you get back to your family. All right. You go take care right, of that buddy. family. All take right, care. Buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. So that was uh, John Weiss. And he, that was pretty awesome connecting with him. And, and I think what I'd love to do, and I'd love to hear your feedback, is just connect with some of the people um, here in town and, and, or had, that have moved away or just different people are doing different things. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm pretty excited about next week's program. I have Josh Jones, who is the founder of AGL Discs in Scotts Valley. That's a new golf disc um, maker, another disc golf golf. It's, it's disc golf, golf disc. How do you say it? Disc golf or golf disc? No, disc golf is the game. Golf disc is the actual disc itself. So John, uh, Josh Jones is going to be here next week talking about his new company that moved into Scotts Valley. Super excited about having him. We got Cami Corvin. We got Jack Dillis coming up in the next few weeks. We got a lot of different people that are going to be on this um, uh, program on a weekly basis. There's going to be people that we're going to talk about events and all the great things that are going on. I hope you enjoy it every week, and I hope you tune in every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. And if you if you're one of those people who are saying, you know what, I kind of want to participate in that, I want to I want to be interviewed. Just send me an email to Robert at robertaldana.com. Another thing that we're going to be doing a lot in this program is talking about events, things that are going on. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to check out the events calendar. Man, it is full. I tell you, uh, you know, there's a harvest fair at Roaring Camp. It's going on. There's a um, reach every amazing detail. Uh, a um, program at the downtown branch santa cruz library the pizza series i gotta have these guys on as a guest one of these days the pizza series uh dinner pop-up and from what i understand and i'm hearing from different people their pizza is like unbelievable they're a little they're a uh, new pizza pop-up and they are at uh, 100 enterprise way that's thursday the 14th which is tomorrow and of course for those of you who are like hey you know you're you're needing a little bit of extra food at the end of the week there's a food pantry at the saint philip's the apostle uh episcopal church which is on scotts valley drive and uh it's a great great uh, church and they, they're giving away food for people who are in need and also remember fridays is fridays at five at gateway bible church for those of you who if you know somebody or if you're one of those people who can use a little bit of extra food there's a couple of great places in town also want to announce gary blackburn is going to be performing live at the steel bonnet on thursday which is tomorrow at steel at uh i keep saying blue bonnet did i say blue bonnet 
I keep saying blue bonnet because I, you know, I, I'm a realtor. I sell houses on blue bonnet and we're selling one right now. Steel bonnet. Okay. <laughs> so Gary Blackburn is performing live at steel bonnet tomorrow and just so much going on. How about this one? There's a Halloween cookie decorating at Bruno's bar and grill tomorrow. Just, I mean, there's just so much happening. If you get an opportunity, check out the events that are going on on at myscottsvalley.com forward slash events. Just go on there. A lot of great news, et cetera. But, um, Gosh, I sure I sure enjoyed uh, hanging out with John, and that was pretty cool. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the program. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this every single week, and we're going to bring people here that are going to feed us with uh, great content and just to find out how people are doing. You got a new business that's in town, and you want us to talk about it. Well, you got to talk to us about it. You want to share your stuff with the entire community. Send me an email to robert at robertaldana.com. I'm not hard to find. You could even post here uh, on this feed, robert at robertaldana.com. You want to be interviewed. You want something you want to share with us. I would love to hear from you. So, um, all right. I want to check out now. We promise we're going to keep it around 30, 45 minutes at the most. It's been a lot of fun with this debut program um, today. Thank you, John Weiss. Thank you, Nicole, for allowing us to have 30 minutes of his time uh, that he um obviously would be spending with you guys. I want to thank you all for a wonderful, um, be part of this program. It's been a lot of fun and I'm open to suggestions. If there's something you want me to add to this email, Robert at Robert Aldana.com. And if you want to be on again, Robert at Robert Aldana.com. Thank you once again. Thank you for being a member of the My Scotts Valley Facebook page and the locals page and uh, wish you all a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.